Coming up this week on The Uncommon Truth, we've got another discussion about the kingdom of heaven and what Jesus says it's like. This week, we take a look at who gets to enter the kingdom, and it might not be who you'd expect. What does it take to be great in the kingdom, and how can we accomplish it? Stay tuned to find out what we can learn from the children in the kingdom. I believe Jesus is talking about the one who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven will be the one who becomes totally dependent. And if I close my eyes, I can picture my little kids and then now my grandkids just crawling up in my lap to hold on to me. And the security they feel and the dependency they, they enjoy, they're going to be taken care of. Never once have they worried about being taken care of, fed, place to sleep, love being given to them. And I think that's what he's talking about. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm here with senior pastors of the Father's House Church. That's Steve us. And Vicky Orsillo. Hey. I'm Vicky. He's Steve. You guys <laughs> doing well? I'm doing really well. I don't know about my husband. I'm phenomenal. I oh. said to someone last night, I am awesome, and they got offended with me. Really? And I'm like, well, that's thinking pretty highly of yourself. And I said, no, I was answering your question. <laughs> how are you doing? Seriously? I'm doing awesome. I don't know how else. I'm doing wonderful. That's great. Uh, okay, I wasn't that offended with you when I said that. I know. Well, it was you Vicky. seemed like it. No, it wasn't Vicky. I'm kidding. Okay. How you doing, Max? You doing good? I'm doing all right. I. Um, you have your glasses on. I got my glasses. I'm. They're I, good. Look at. So I got a new contact prescription, and usually they say left eye, right eye. Yeah. But they went full Latin on me and have like ox. Oxidal sinister and oxidal addister or something, and I'm like, a little my, my Google wasn't working really well, and I so put my know. contacts in the wrong eye, and oh, I, no. I was like Steve when Vicky's away, walking into walls, and <laughs> I just couldn't see straight. So, just going back to, I thought it was back Max. To the glasses. I thought it was because okay, so on Sunday, Max was on the on the video, and he was behind me with his wife, and all I kept hearing him say is, "My eyes are tiny." You can't see my eyes. on the video announcement. You can't see my eyes, right? It was very, very bright <laughs> background and everything, and I was just full squints. I don't, squint. I don't know squ- what's going on with those videos, but <laughs> everybody's Caprita. face up there. One lady looked Caprita. like she's a devil. Looked like a, a Hollywood Storm, depiction with the eyes from, were burning red. You know, it was while she's doing the annou- while she's doing the announcements. The eyes are burning it's red, just, and I'm thinking, no, they were for a they were like ice cold. They, they were eyes, full po- white. Color caps. Well, yeah, one we, lady was full white. That was really weird. That was yeah. just like Hollywood would do Walking Dead or something. You know. Okay, we're not supposed to talk about the things okay. that go wrong in the media. I'm going to do it real. We've we talked about all the new things in the church, right? We we knocked out the back wall, moved it 40 feet. We've got new chairs, new carpet, new stage. Yes. And it also comes with new lights and new projectors. 
And so it, I think it took us a while on the media side of things to nail the like the white balance oh, yeah. and exposure yeah. on yeah. these Absolutely. these things. So well, it's all the black it, in the room that absorbs all the light. It's yeah. crazy. But it it ended up making one of our volunteer spotlights. Uh, she looked a little bit scary. Yeah, she might not do another one for <laughs> but you. But thankfully, she was, she wasn't. She was watching it online, and it didn't go through the. Oh, she it didn't, didn't go it. through the projector online. It looked normal well, everybody online. Everybody told her. Uh, now I've told, now we've it. let the cat out of that bag. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the sound in the room, yeah. And thanks, you really need to quit holding cats a, in bags, man. That's good, not very Thanks, Caprina, for being today. a good sport. But the odd, the sound in the room was audible. It was. <laughs> it was, like, <gasps> <laughs> it was. The whole room gasped. And there was whispering throughout the whole <laughs> thing. Poor thing. Was, Her eyes are what, beautiful what, blue. What, yeah. is wrong with that, what is wrong with that picture? <laughs> Gotta, We're getting all the snafus out. You I guys, love, the media I department love, is phenomenal. I love the yeah. Father's House Church. I've never been in any place like it. The place where we just have. We're such just a really good time. real guys. We well, just we we love do life. So many things like there's so many things. There's bound to be miscues every once in a while. We so. do a lot of things really uh, yeah, well. Definitely a miscue. We really do, and our announcements are done really well. But yes. that one video yeah. depiction, <laughs> we'll remember that. That was a memorable yeah. moment. Okay. So shout out to my sister-in-law Tamara, who does a very good oh, job. Oh, was it Tamara that did? Oh, she's awesome. Tamara, we love everything. you. Yeah, she, we don't <laughs> want her. To, we don't want her to feel bad. No, just you. And I mean, Max. and I know because I can see them on the on the on the actual computer. They look perfect, yeah. and then somehow they go through yeah. the screen. Yep, yep, yep. That was a great. Yeah. That was great. We'll remember that for many years. So, yep. and we got a lot of other things going on. Uh, Steve's going like crazy, getting our our mud run property, yes, Father's House Acres, all ready for the Lord's. Oh, Gym that's Kids worth mud a trip run, to Orville so. just to yeah. see that. You know it, what there is zero of. What's that? Mud. mud. Oh, we got we got to get more. How are you going to do that? I it's going to be 900 degrees next week. I don't know. I'm hoping the water trucks we used to use, like we've had a hundred degree mud run before, before yeah. and we had a week of water trucks, and we have we're not even close yet, and uh, we haven't had one water truck, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of ways to pump it up from the pond mm -hmm. and just kind of let, because you really want the water to soak in. It doesn't, yeah. you know, water on feet. dirt is nice. You get a little surface mud, but if you let it soak in and fill it and soak in and fill it, boy, those little kids are going to be wading in yeah, mud. That's a week from And that's what weekend. makes them really have a good time. Yeah, lots of mud. So if you got kids and you're anywhere in within driving distance yeah. of Oroville, California, it's going to be June 5th and 6th. We got two that's days right. of it. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Lots of things. I, I was out there with the, uh, the homeschool kids. Oh, yeah, I saw you. And they were having a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't have one stick of mud, and they still enjoyed no, the they, heck out they of it. They did a test test run. A dry my run. My daughter, Joe. Yeah, it was definitely Joby a dry win. run. Definitely dry. We brought extra clothes for her, and then we decided, all the kids, we don't really need to change. They can just, <laughs> they can just go back yeah, to school. Dry, it's stuff. a dry mud run. So that's coming up. You'll uh, we'll we'll tell you all about it on the podcast yep. next few We're weeks. You know what I like? You have little girls. You have little mm -hmm. kind of. I have some granddaughters, little prissy ones, and little you know like yep. fiery ones. And they run to this mud hole, and one just goes in almost head first, hair mm -hmm. every all you know, yep. up, almost just diving. And the next one stops short and and pulls back, and her hands go up just like it. Tip she, she tiptoes in and goes, eh, and then goes around the obstacle. Yeah. And it's so funny to watch them. And at the end, it's like, so you want to do it again? Yeah, all of them. It's, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether yeah. they hate mud or love mud. That's right. Uh, yeah. They all just want to do it We're again. And so it's a, it's a big event, and we got 3,000-ish kids signed mm -hmm. up amazing and it's free too and it's so free it's and awesome. you know day of I, I can't tell you how many people 
in the last two or three days have said to me, when is that? Oh, boy. <laughs> like, next yeah. week, have you signed up? No. I said, well, heats are getting full. you better get on and get your heat. And then yeah. just show, and then if you show up in the morning and wait for someone not to show up, that's, that's what you'll have to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and usually I don't think they've turned anyone away, so you might get in. The only, the only bad thing I heard was from one of my friends on the rugby team in Chico who said, I just love that mud run, but there's so many kids doing it that they don't, there's no adult run anymore. And <laughs> that's right. So, uh, that's kind of the we bad, gotta, bad thing. I, we were not sure of that because it really has gone over. But he's going to come it, and watch the kids. Cause yeah. I said, it's just as intense. There's just yeah, so many kids. We can't turn the kids away. No. Right? So, and we do the mud run from love for the community and the kids and the, and the adult run was is really just as good but i'd have to say we're tired <laughs> yeah that i mean the kids run there there are going to be so many kids running yeah and um and they just get so much out of it there's way more things than just doing the the course the right. one mile course right but um yeah it's it's so cool it's like why don't we make it two days and and get as many as possible right yeah, yeah. just before we canceled the big run we were going to be two weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. Last year? You No, just on this one year, we were going to do the adult yeah. one weekend and the kids the next weekend. And it's like, uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, we're, There's just not enough of us to go around. Yeah, this is going to be huge. There should be probably ten to 12,000 people down yeah, there in the three-day event. Big. It's going to be great. That's and awesome. We just want to show them yeah. Jesus. We hope we can get everyone parked. <laughs> yes. Well, we uh, we need miracles, and so that might be one of them. Yeah. But um, it's interesting. We're talking about the kids, the kids mud, oh, yeah. run, mud run because actually, and you guys don't know this because we just brief you, right? You sit down, and I tell you what we're going to talk about, and the wisdom just comes. Holy Spirit. Yep. And so today we're talking about um, one of the parables. This is our series, right? The kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. is like, and this is another one where. It doesn't start out with Jesus saying the kingdom of heaven is like, but actually his disciples asked him, who's going to be greatest in the kingdom? And so I'll go ahead and read our little parable here. Good. Um, so it's in Matthew 18, 1 through 6. If you're driving while listening, don't pull up your Bible oh app. Boy. Take our word oh for boy. it. You can, uh, you can go back and, and pull it up later and follow along if you want. But Matthew 18, starting the beginning there. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And then he goes on and says, Whoever causes one of these to stumble um, or to sin, it's better for him that a millstone be cast around his neck and thrown into the depth of the sea. But... I want to focus on that first bit. Um, the kingdom of heaven is for kids, right? It's for those who are like kids and those who become like kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't think of a whole lot of things that are more opposite than what we think of in our culture today. You know, like we're always so trying to be bigger and smarter and stronger and faster and, and more mature. Um, and we, I don't know if we really even think about trying to be childlike anymore what do you think good well i think it's really clear i think that uh the matthew says you know humble yourself um luke says become like you know and just doesn't doesn't narrow it down to humble what's fascinating is he just goes right on from that and we the answer to the question who then is shall be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven this answer goes on and on it's about not stumbling. 
the wow. being like children in in humility but also in not stumble not trying to stumble each other mm-hmm. not trying to one up each other forgiving one another if you just read on and and you know all of the things he goes on to say before he finishes this answer it's going out and finding the one lost sheep looking for the one that's and you you go to a schoolyard and it'd be it'd be amazing to see a schoolyard that's not perverted by the opinions of the parents right mm. so little kid goes out and he acts prejudiced or he acts mean or he's a bully almost always that is from the influence of close family right mm-hmm. but if you took just one of these small children and they the purity of who they are and the kindness that they usually can live in in the small children and just the wanting to be together the wanting to forget what happened yesterday the wanting to take care of the the one that's weak you know uh you know mark when he was a little kid you know before before all the weirdness would would be uh you know my son mark has down syndrome and in a playground he would little girls taking care of him but then when all of a sudden somebody is mean it, it all turns on him and so i think becoming like a child is really lo- lost art because we have a perverted view of it because of the the affliction adults have put on children uh, to be prejudiced and be mean be be you know judgmental be separatist to be holding the past you know or yesterday against them that kid's mean Mm -hmm. don't be nice to him you know or uh but i think that the goal jesus is trying to get across is that we're supposed to become like little children and um that's so incredible i was just watching looking at pictures of one of my daughter's families on vacation and just this total dependence on their parents my kids couldn't my grandkids couldn't have went to this animal preserve they couldn't have went to the slide place where they're swimming and, and going down slides they couldn't have done all the things they did up in lake tahoe without their parents they were totally dependent on their parents if they had been left behind if they weren't fed they wouldn't have been able to eat i mean it was their total dependency and so for most part i believe jesus is talking about in the one who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven will be the one who becomes totally dependent and if i close my eyes i can picture my little kids and then now my grandkids just crawling up in my lap to hold on to me and the security they feel and the dependency they they enjoy they're going to be taken care of never once have they worried about being taken care of fed a place Mm -hmm. to sleep love being given to them and i think that's what he's talking about a person that's going to be great in the kingdom he didn't say you or you or you or that guy there because. No, he said who, whichever one among you. So it can be, it's like a race. Whoever can, whoever can do it wins. Hmm. If you can become like a child and be dependent on God as a father, you win. If you can depend on him for taking care of you, if you can trust him to look for the situations of your life, for the, for the, you know, your future, you know, we, we, today we have so many things put on us about education and finance and savings and insurance and, you know, blah, 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 benefits to be able to trust in them instead of God. The whole push for today is to make us not like little children being totally dependent, but being like really terrible adults always worrying and looking for something to take care of us when we have a heavenly father who takes care of us and i think that's what he means by who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven well whichever one of you can become dependent on your father and it's an interesting thing because 
once you are dependent on your father and he becomes a true father, just like my grandkids trust in their dad, he can throw them. They can they jump off of things where they will squat. Uh, sp- I'm sorry, splat, splat <laughs> on the ground, and he catches them, and they run around and jump again. And it's like crazy. They trust him. They fly in midair. They're going to die if they can't trust their dad. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't really live that way in Ooh, Christianity as a whole. And I think that's what he's talking about, crawling up in our, his arms, trusting in him, diving out in trust of faith. And then, you know, um, he, that, that what, what the outcome of that is, is he gives, he who has that kind of trust, that kind of dependency, that kind of belief in God as a father who takes care of you, he gives you adult-like work to do. And so you turn from this need to be dependent to, I am now on a mission from God. I am now his emissary. I'm his ambassador. I'm his preacher. Mm. I go out on this journey. And so there's this switch that occurs each day, the maturity of Christianity, where I do my job, I tell the truth, I speak to people. But if I don't at the end of that task, turn back to him as I am totally dependent on you. I am so grateful for what you just did using me in that situation, but I am lost without you and turning back to him to crawl back up in his arms and nestle back in his bosom. Let him wrap his arms around me and know that if it's not for him, I don't eat. If it's not for him, I don't have a place to live. Jesus said, why do you worry about what you lead or where you'll live or what you'll wear? Don't you know your heavenly father will take care of you? Hmm. I think the message from Jesus's first words to his last are 100%. He who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the one who submits to having God as their father, being a son, and being dependent and trustworthy to be used in great things and then turn around and be dependent again. I think the one who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven will show the greatest worship in a worship service, will be the most penitent in in their mistakes. They'll be the most uh, forgiving to their neighbor's shortcomings. And I think that's who's going to be great in the kingdom of heaven because they are becoming like little children. Hmm. And humility is what this verse says. And I think humble in terms of lowly, the definition of humble in this case being lowly of of importance, you know, a little child does think the world surrounds them, but that's the only because they only know a very small world. And uh, I think if our world got really small in relation to being a servant of the Lord, I think that we would qualify to be the greatest in the kingdom of mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. It's 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 the it's the innocence, keeping your innocence, and it's like seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then. And in, in, in Matthew, it talks about, you know, why do you worry? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why do you strive? You know, look, the bird's in the air. What What's going to help you by worrying one day? Just get through today. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. going to have enough um, problems of its own. Um, today has enough of its own, cares of its own. And I just, that, you look you look at the ki- you look at your kids, and they just don't really stress and worry. Yeah. And if it's of a healthy mom and dad, the kids don't really have anything to worry about. If they're unhealthy, mom and dad, then these kids have a very um, limited resource of protection. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a state, and, and I think we find that in the, in the father's house and the ministry we have here is people who have fathers and mothers who are pretty good can really start looking at Jesus and God as the father. But people who don't have a heavenly father, have an earthly father, have a very difficult time 
be trusting him right. to protect them. And to, mm. so what Steve says really, and I don't want to lose what he said, is that being able as you go on, you you crawl up in, in God's lap, Jesus's lap, and you get what you need from him. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to go face the world. It's almost like your parents saying, you could do this. They take you to, they take you to grade school. They drop you off, and you're there at grade school, and, and you got this, and you go home, and they tuck you in. And I think it's a great, great example of how God the Father really wants to be. Mm-hmm. We need to get everything we have from the Father. He protects us. He provides. He's, he's a good Father. So that's, an, that's really, I think that, that um, scripture and that um, parable, you know, have kingdom of heaven is like, is so misunderstood. Yeah. It's like, how do we become a kid again? We're, you know, we're all grown up. I'm, you know, we're in our 60s. Yeah. But, uh, you know, not, oh, you want us to be childlike? You want us to be, you know, well, yeah, but... It really is what Steve said. It's it's crawling into his lap for everything you need, and then going out and facing the big bad world, mm-hmm. and looking like your father. And we, and we have to, you know, to add to that, we have to see it different than life. All our all of our growing up, you know, it's so you can become a man and take care of yourself, mm-hmm. and not good. need all these things again. But in the spiritual life, in the kingdom of heaven, it's grow up in a way. That you can be used by God in a mature way, but so you never lose your dependence on him. It's interesting that the young disciples who've come to the Father's house to live here, whose parents are far off, oftentimes their pressure from home is a daily dose of you're not living up to your responsibilities of adulthood. You're not making a future. You're not building. You're not buying a house. You're not investing for your retirement you're not putting away money for your kids college and our these young people answer every time i trust the lord he's taking care of me look i i lack for nothing Uh Mm -hmm. and i'm doing wonderfully and um i wasn't happy when i was following that method i'm very happy following this method and quite often it works. They, that explanation works. But that pressure from the system, that pressure that the church has bought into the world system, and, and we have to live what we were taught from zero to 18 so that you can leave home and take care of yourself. When the truth is, in spirituality, it's so that you can grow up and become usable in the kingdom of heaven, but never be able to take care of yourself. The minute we become able to take care of ourselves is the one where he says, then I'll let you. But the one where you say, I can never take care of myself, I am totally dependent on him and I need him, is where you begin to be used to preach the truth, where the truth is at your fingertips. It actually becomes part of you because he lives inside of you and he's the truth. And so you can just, at any moment, boom, he can, the wisdom, the revelation, the glory, the power, it's just such incredible thing to face and to live through tragedy and still have joy in your heart and almost want to hide the joy in your heart because people don't understand it. They're living under a system that says bad things are bad days, so bad results, you should mourn over this. And we feel that it's we do mourn and we feel that pain, but it's strange mm. to us how we have this inner joy. That's the kingdom of heaven methodology that Joy isn't based on good happening or bad happening. A little child is sad for a few moments. I mean, they cry, you hug them, you hold them, and next thing you know, they're running off to play. And that's that's the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have sorrow, but it's supposed to not last. And and, And joy returns. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. 
And that's the thing that's different in Christian life, in kingdom of heaven, in greatness of the kingdom of heaven, and the world system that makes you great in the world or not great in the world. And it's that little subtle change of, I am not learning my whole life so that I can be self-sufficient and make my own way and be responsible. In spirituality, I am learning and growing Jesus and way. building and molding so that I can be helpless and de totally dependent to allow him to work through me and all these lists, right? Forgiveness. I mean, if you read it, it's forgiveness. It's going out and finding the lost sheep. It's all these different things. I haven't glanced in a minute, but it's there's, you know, a whole bunch of different things. He says not stumbling people, not causing them to fall, being being a support for other people instead of a, a destructive force to other people. So helping them love themselves. I mean, all of those things are in here with the forgiveness and the not holding it. And this is what the answer to how do you become who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? The one who becomes totally dependent and not independent totally dependent and not self-sufficient mm. and i think that's the difference between the world's communication and that's where we cross swords and we cross over and we receive criticism sometimes and we i i, I just know the truth and i know that i fall short of that truth but that's the goal. We are further up and farther in. We are going deeper and deeper to try to be uh, God-dependent. Make it, it's his house. He can burn it if he wants to. My life belongs to him. He can end it when he wants to. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is the goal. And it's that's the mature, not so childlike part of this. But the childlike part of it was when you became that person that says, I, I'm, I'm trusting you. I go where you go. Mm -hmm. If a father scoops as of children, jumps off a cliff, they all jump off a cliff with him. It's the children just trust him. They never thought, never dreamed on, uh, that to not trust their dad mm -hmm. unless their dad proved otherwise. Well, our dad, the father in heaven, has proved to be totally uh, trustworthy. And it is true. David said, if he slays me, yet will I love him. And I, I've said that a million times. That's exactly how I believe. Yeah, my life is yours to take. And my life is yours to give. And where you send me, I'll go. And if you want to pour out my life in Oroville, then my, man, that's kind of exciting. Just because you you were mindful to use me. And, you know, my dad choosing me. My father in heaven choosing me. That's what, those are the those are the attitudes. Those are the automatics that should be coming to my head. And I was proud the day I first walked up to my property and saw it burnt to the ground. I mean, I'd heard it was burnt, but I, the, the first moment I saw it, I came home and I was so excited to tell Vicki, my first thought was it was your house. You could have saved it and you didn't. So what's the plan? And I said, man, I, I kind of won. I kind of won that test. Hmm. I kind of passed that test with flying colors. That's cool. And, and it was, you know, it's a big deal. And everything you've owned, every kid's picture, every kid's baseball video, all gone. And you just like, Hey, this was yours. Yeah. And that, see, that's a, when you know you've passed the test. I think it's a really upside down world, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's Christianity totally. is totally upside down to what the world system says. This is a great example, you know, because, you know, we're told, we're told growing up, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up, you know, and what they're, and the subliminal or non subliminal messages become an adult, 
you know, get a job, go get an education, you know, and we're not saying that you're supposed to be a slacker and sit on the couch and let your mother and father provide for you. We're not saying that at all. We're saying our life is in the hand of Jesus Christ and where, where he says and what he says we do, mm-hmm. you know, and all of our hope is in him. And he gives us, he gives us courage to walk this race looking like him. Okay. Cause I think ultimately the number one thing for us is to make our father famous, we should look like our father. We should have our father's eyes, his hands, and, you know, spending time. We have his DNA, but sometimes we don't, like kids sometimes look like you, but they don't act like you because they don't want anything to do with you because you so have um, wrecked that, you know, as a, as a parent. And it's so cool when, when your ch- children get old enough to, um, to uh, when <laughs> my husband just dropped his phone. When your children get old enough to have their own kids, and they raise their kids like you raise them mm-hmm. and because they, they recognize that you did a good job. And that's with Jesus and, and God is our father. He, he wrote the book. So we probably should kind of understand what the book says. Yeah. So it's, this is a really important topic. I find it interesting. So this whole, this whole uh, season we've been doing, the kingdom of heaven is like yeah. going through Jesus' parables. And it's cool because these are written 2,000 years ago. And some of them, some of them are a little bit, take a little bit of like digging to figure out like the agricultural ones. They're all about agriculture in those days. And so people understood like vine and branches and seeds growing and mustard seeds and leaven. And I'm, you know, we don't always know what those mean, but we got kids. We know, we know what kids look like. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking of something, um, your son-in-law Derek said about your granddaughter, Dominica, and you know, she, she comes to bed, goes right before bed and asks for ice cream. And she's just like, why, why wouldn't I ask for ice cream for my dad? And, That's he, right. and he says, no, it's right before bed. And so school night, you can't have ice cream. And she, her identity isn't crushed by that statement, right? She, yeah. I just remember the story. Like, yeah. I'm not going to – she isn't thinking, oh, wow, my dad doesn't love me. Or, oh, wow. It's, it was like, okay, well, better luck next time. Maybe I'll catch him on a, a better night I'll tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. You know? And it's like – you know, you could ask her the question, does your dad love you? Does he want you to have good things? Oh, yeah, of course. And he can still <laughs> say no to ice cream? Yeah. It's really good. You know, and, and I just think of that and how cool that is. Or last night, my, my daughter, <laughs> she uh, she just puked everywhere. And she was just, not, you know, not feeling well. From ice cream she was not. It was not an ice cream one, but yeah. um, she was not, not embarrassed at all. She's five years old. <laughs> she and it's just pukes. like, she's like, yeah. I probably shouldn't have had that Italian soda and ran around a kid's church like that. <laughs> Cream you know. soda. Yeah. So she, she just shook herself up and, yep. you know, but she wasn't embarrassed. Because she knew you would clean it up too. Yeah. She knew her mom and would then take she, care of her. And she climbed right on top of me and just, yeah. you know, just Here we go. I sat on the couch while, you know, while she was just, I don't know, just relaxing, right? And my tummy feels better now. I'm going to go back to bed. And uh, it's just it's just different because I think if we weren't like for those of us who aren't very good at being childlike, it's like, oh, man, I messed up or Mm -hmm. even ones that we can't really control. Like she couldn't control feeling sick. And it's just like, oh, I'm just really. And and just and it's it's such a that's such those are two great stories, because, number one, the first story was oftentimes our father does say no. Mm -hmm. And we want to just put put all kinds of blame or, or all kinds of identity to, and to God the Father and he didn't come through for me and I can't trust him but it's like but as a good father you guys have said no before mm-hmm. right 
as because you knew it was the best thing for the kids. So mm. we don't understand. He's God. He made that. He made the world. You know, we don't. We weren't there when like you know, we weren't there when he put in the foundations of the world. And number the second one is like you know she was fragile and she kind of screwed up. Um, and but she just she just went on living. And I think that's such a gr- those are great two great illustrations of how we could be childlike yeah and and nestling up to the god the father and just getting you're okay you're gonna be fine you just shouldn't have the cream soda and run around or you know you know oh i'm not giving you ice cream because that is not a good idea at eight o'clock at night yeah but i think those are great illustrations well and i i thought of you vicky of the your your motto like if I'm if I'm trying to love Jesus the most I can, I got a guilt free life. I have a guilt free life. I'm I'm doing everything I can to love Jesus and yeah. be his daughter. So, you know, as long as I'm trying my best, That's if right. I mess up every once in a while, you know. Let it go. It's not it's not like you're trying to mess up. No. You know, and so that's a very childlike thing to do, you know, especially my kids they like, Oh well, let's get a new piece of paper and try again. Yeah. Try another one. Or when you or even when you apologize to them. It's, you know, and you really blew it. Like, you know, I, I used to have an explosive temper uh, with my kids, you know, and, and I would go back to them. And, I mean, it's like I just shouldn't have gotten that angry over spilled cherry juice. Sorry, Danielle. Um, <laughs> you know, but you go and you say, I'm so sorry. And they're like, okay, that's okay. And they really do forgive you. They're just so good. It's just they're just that childlike innocence um, practically. I think if we could just examine and, and study them for our whole life, I think we'd be a lot better. Mm. Yeah, I do not think it pays to be mad at God. No. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any benefit there. I, I, I don't think but it makes But so you, many people I, are. And I don't think it makes you smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe Whitworth. The um uh, the um scripture about God says, Who amongst you if your son asks for something, you bread. know, bread, this and that mm-hmm. wouldn't give it to him or would give him something bad. And the tendency of the world system of fathering is that they were good so i give them this Mm -hmm. and with i believe with god it's the only where it's the same is if you're bad you don't get something both both the way we're the world system and god system is if you're bad you don't get something but i think that there's this neither bad nor good and just it's based on the goodness of the Father. The forgetting tomorrow that you were bad yesterday, that's from the goodness. And so if I forget my children were bad yesterday and, and I reward them today, uh, that's good. That's from the goodness. But when, when you say, nah, you're always acting bad, I'm not going to reward you. Or do you deserve a reward? Or did you act exceptional to get a reward? Well, in, in God's kingdom, to be like a child with a father isn't to expect anything. It's to trust him for care. It's not to get what I ask for, to seek what I want, that he make the straight, narrow path be what I want it to be. It's that he already made something that I'm supposed to want. Hmm. And so if he becomes my father and I trust him, I have to I have to look at who he is and what he has for me and say, that's what I want. And I deserve it, be, not because I was good, but so, in some measure it's because I wasn't bad, but mostly it's because he is good. Mm. And whatever he has for me is going to be good. And if I want it, I want to not disqualify myself. I want to make sure I don't disqualify myself. And as we know, 
little kids, little children have temper tantrums, and I want to make sure I don't have a temper tantrum. It's not a smart thing to do. It doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't make you good. It doesn't get you what you want to throw a temper tantrum with God. Maybe you can manipulate God. Maybe you can, um, you know, con him. But it's probably unlikely. I, I, from what I've read, that's not possible. Mm. And, and it's way better if I simply, instead of trying to earn blessing, that I accept the blessing he's bestowed upon me, look at his will for my life, and decide that's what I want. I want your will. Because and I think when you, when you look at God being a child, a, a, a father, and us being like a child, humble like a child, that would be not my will, but your will. So I want to be rich. I want to be comfortable. I want to live in a, a, arid, a nice 80-degree climate. I want to live by an ocean. I want sea breezes. And that is the determination of God being good to me or not good to me. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to be handsome. I want to be smart. And any other outcome means God is not good. good. Or or I'm not being blessed. I must have done something wrong. And it's just not true. Doing bad will keep you from getting good things. But just not being bad. Just don't be bad. Mm-hmm. will get you what he has planned for you. Don't disqualify yourself. And then look at what he has for you. He has a life serving him. You deserve nothing, owe nothing, owe him everything, and he lets you work for him. Mm-hmm. That has to be like, I'm just happy to be with my dad. I don't care if we're going to live in a baseball town or a football town. I don't care if I get to play this or that. I don't get, care whether it's hot or cold. I just get to be with you. Yeah. And that's the kind of parallel with Christ, with with human behavior, with God behavior, that might match up. But it's not very often do they match up. The childhood of children in, a, in humankind doesn't look like the childhood of, of adult humans. I have to act like a child, be de- and I have to be totally dependent on him. And second, what I'm saying in a lot of words here is I have to want to be where he is, do what he's doing, be mm-hmm. part of his plan, follow his will, receive the reward he's prepared for me, the rest he's prepared for me, and be happy with it. And when Jesus says the one who'll be great is the one who's like a child, those are the things he's talking about. Totally dependent the first point. Loving his plan this is the second point. I don't care what his plan is. I'm going to love it because it's his plan. Mm-hmm. And then receiving what he has for me and seeing what I have, looking at what I have instead of what I don't have. I believe that a little child who has no TV and no media walks into a room full of toys and is so excited for what he has. The one who gets to watch media and sees the special toy that was advertised begins to lust and desire for something he doesn't have. He walks in that room, looks for that one thing, and if he doesn't get it, he's unhappy. Mm -hmm. The little child of Jesus' time didn't have that kind of media, that kind of toys, that kind of uh, sensory you know, overload. And he would be happy with what he's given. And so you walk in a room full of toys, you're just so happy there's any toys. I remember the toys of my childhood. Uh, just I remember one little car my grandpa had. It was just, they had one toy in their house. I loved going there and playing with that toy. Uh, I did, we didn't have we didn't all get as many as they have room full now we had mm-hmm. we were lucky to have a shoebox full and uh, it's so happy with what you have instead of so unhappy with what you don't That's have mm-hmm. and so dependency on God acceptance of what he has for you you know 
uh, he has some really good things. And some people have to be, have to, some people have some hard roads to choose this. Like they're lonely and they have to accept I, I accept this is my plan for my life and I'm, I'm going to be happy because it's what God wants for me today. And I'm going to ask him for what I want. I'm going to ask him for the ice cream at bedtime. Lord, could you give me my wife now? Could you help me meet my husband? Could you let me uh, a better job or whatever it is you're asking mm -hmm. for? But still, but I'm still, I'm not saying I'm unhappy. I'm happy with whatever we do, Lord. Good. Wherever yeah. we go, whatever the outcome, wherever we live, I'm with you and I'm really happy with it. And I think that that's the kind of childlike behavior and mentality that he's looking for and then that person who has that dependency and just joy i'm just happy Can't to be in your that. will i'm happy to be with you turns back around and god says okay now son go out and tell those people what you know about me mm -hmm. and the res responsibility to lead others to jesus and and teach help them find him and follow him is is a mature responsible thing pastors and leaders do but you still have to turn around at the end of the day and say, where's my daddy? Mm -hmm. Where is he? I want to be with him. Yeah. I want to, I want to be his hand, his mouth, his feet. I want to be with him. So I was, um, I get the privilege to teach the kids sometimes in, uh, as like a guest teacher, my, my daughter's in the father's house homeschool. Right. And so I get to uh, teach some of her class and some of the other classes from time to time. And um, I was teaching, I was just going through with some of the older kids, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis. And, um, and we get to the point where they're in Narnia, and it's like they find themselves in this adventure, and, and it's always winter and never Christmas until, you know, Aslan starts returning, and, and Christmas morning comes, and Father Christmas comes in with gifts, and, and these are children, right? Yeah, like uh, four, four siblings. But instead of, instead of toys... He says, "Now beware. These are these are tools, not toys." And it's kind of like that that transition from they're still children, but they're being entrusted with the care. They know their future kings. They've just been told they're the future kings of and queens of Narnia, and so they get a sword and a bow and a and like a healing vial of of ointment and uh, and a horn to call for protection. And it's really interesting that the kids actually, these middle schoolers kind of perked up like, yeah, there, like there is something for me to do. I'm, I'm actually not just meant to, to go after my own, uh, my own pleasure and my own fulfillment the whole, my whole life, but I actually am made for something more to serve, right? Yeah, in to this serve kingdom. the King's people. Yeah. yeah. And so there was, there is not um, like before they and they, the author does a very clever thing. I was pointing out to the kids like before they're very you know, like infighting and kind of like self-focused. And when are we going to get our dinner and how can I get more for myself? And after this, it's like, how can I protect my my brothers and sisters and these creatures in this realm that I just found myself in? Really good. Uh, that, and they stop questioning what's in it for me and they start going, well, there's a, a creature that's been taken by the witch. Let's go and free him. And it's just it's just really interesting that Jesus doesn't leave it at so you're just a kid and you're going to get taken care of. It's like you you actually will be right. you know you're you're going to be about your father's business, which was probably implicit at the right. time because everybody was about their father's business back right. in first right. century right. you know Jerusalem. Everybody knew that philosophy today. Right. It's a, today it's foreign. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I think also though that being kind of just kind of like 
it's impacted by the fact that, that no matter where my grandkids go, they're fine. Mm-hmm. And no matter if their father says yes or no, they're fine. And it's such a great illustration, isn't it? No matter what they have, no matter where they go, no matter where they live, um, they're fine. They're because with they're, their father. They're That's with their right. father. And it just, it's just, it really is a great illustration of how we should live is, is if our father says we're going, we're going. And my father says, no, I'm fine. You know, I, we just, I was just with um, a friend of mine whose, whose girlfriend had just, has just passed and, and he, and he's not living for Jesus and he was living for Jesus. And he said, if um, I'm really mad at God, if he doesn't heal her like a magic wand, it's like, you don't know God, the father, you think you just come to us for a magic wand to fix what was, you know, you basically broke or she broke. And it's not the fathering, it's not the fathering illustration. It's the father says yes and no. Good fathers say yes and no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he won't give me a rock when I'm asking for a bread, but sometimes people die. And I think the people in the listening audience, there's probably a lot of you who, who've asked God for things and, it, and you don't feel like he answered you. And you're really angry. And, you know, I honestly confessing that and just saying, you know, I think I'm, I've really judged you. I'm really angry at you for letting, it's usually death, isn't it? It's usually kids mm-hmm. and it's usually death when we feel like we're praying right. Mm-hmm. We're doing the right thing. We're praying like we think you should. We should. And, and, uh, and, G- and God doesn't answer like we think we should, you know. And, and we have gone through a lot of that um, in our life, death of our child and death of our good friend Jordy and, and a house burning. And, and it really shows who you are deep down when you go through these tragedies, you know. Like who, who is a father really to you? Do you really trust? Well, you got this. This is your gig. You're God. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. So I just think there's a lot of people who – are really angry at God the Father because they read they read like you know you read that and you read the you read the one about you said the one about the the loaf which which good father would give their you know son a, a rock when he gets ask so for bread ask for around. bread and get a rock so I think there's a lot of misnomers regarding that it's like in my opinion God's God he can do whatever he want wants my daughter my my granddaughter she won she's with Jesus my friend Jordy he won he, I mean they would not want to come back mm-hmm. they won but. But if I had said, if I'm only going to serve you if you heal, heal Evelyn or if you heal Jordy, it's not really a relationship. He's mm. not really God. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you just think of those pictures you see on social media of the spoiled kids running the show, yeah. right? And, yeah. And you almost feel bad for them because they don't have... Parents the, are telling them to knock it off. And they don't have that, uh, that same relationship. Like, I'm, I mean, if I could tell God uh, where to go and how to get there... <laughs> then I, I'm, not really tr- I'm not really trusting, like I wouldn't really trust him to take care of me if, mm-hmm. if I'm running the show. You yeah, know? So, like a spoiled brat. You can't really have it both ways. And um, He's not my servant, I'm his. That's exactly right. We're his children. He's, He's not, not our my children. son, I'm his. That's right. And the revelation of that, and I think for Steve and I, the last 13 years have changed everything in our, in our Christianity. As you walk, when you walk through really hard stuff, and not, lots, lots of people walk through way harder stuff than us, but just kind of like a whole, I was talking to the, the women at the retreat, you know, because we like to control a little bit. Mm. A, a lot of us like to control. Not you, honey. Not me, but uh, but probably you. <laughs> um, anyway, so I hope so. <laughs> so honestly, um, holding everything in, in an open open hand and everything can go right through. So yeah. he's really not that controlling. Oh, I'm not. Is that better? Not, Do not. you feel better now? <laughs> You were, t- you were talking about you women. How did it, how did it get on me? <laughs> because you you did you slapped me. How around. did it get on me? No, she I did didn't really not. Slap me I around. said not you. 
Nah, but you said it, not you, honey. Sarcasm <laughs> dripping off every honey. Not you, not you honey. <laughs> That's great. I wish everybody could, could just be here. You got to tune into YouTube to get the whole experience sometime. 42 it's, years. It's pretty great. 42 years. Right, honey? Oh, 42 awesome, <laughs> wonderful, magical years, honey. It's been That's great. so good. It really has been great. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's really cool. I'm, I know I'm a dad. Uh, you are I a dad. Get the, I get you're the, a good dad. Thank you. Did you. In case you didn't know that. I appreciate your, it. Your daughters are blessed. Right. I love being a dad. But <laughs> it's great to get the grand, you know, like you have grown children as well. Yeah. So, and you have grandchildren. So it's really good to get your, your perspective too, as well as all the wisdom from from just the, how how do we read this Bible? How do we know how do we what live? He, what, how oh, do we God know what he us. means? And how do we actually start walking it out? That's so right. it's really cool. Thank you. I know this is going to be one of those uh, episodes that I'm going to get about five different revelations as I'm packing up the equipment <laughs> and going about the rest of my day. So if that's you out there yeah. in podcast land, you're listening or you're on the radio. Go ahead and, and send us an email. We'd love it. Um, I'll put that in the show description. It's uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, how the Lord is, is asking you to be a, a better son or daughter as a little kid and how you can be great in the kingdom. Uh, if, there's an, if there's a show that's really impacted you as you're listening to this season here, let us know. We want to know about it. You know, we had uh, somebody download 72 episodes of Bucharest, you. Romania. Bucharest. My, my motherland. Wow, is that your, my grandmother's that, your motherland, from, huh? Uh, Romania. So, wow. hello in Romania. Hello, hello Romania. in uh, in in the UK. We had a bunch of people listening and hello all around Canada. We love you US. guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon We appreciate you spending 45 minutes with us. It's great. Week. We love you guys. Thank you so Have much. Have a great week. Have a good one. Bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.